0: for the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, scientists have just discovered a fossil
1: that's 1.75 billion years old. Tony Kornheiser, and its name is Louis Karnasekka. Happy birthday, Louis. Happy birthday.
0: 99, Tony. 99. Wow. Well, you've known Louis half his life.
1: Yeah, and most of mine. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and three There's no question question about that. Yeah, yes, that's and so I just great. saw a picture of him today. He's got the greatest One hair of our in the favorite world for only his 99. Both of us,
0: Louis. Curtis. hair. Zachary. Happy birthday, What happened coach?
1: to us? Man. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Ohio State is a new quarterback on the and Wemba Nyama. Go head-to-head, and we will ask Brian Windhorst about Jonathan Kaminga, reportedly being fed up with Steve Kerr. But we begin today with the NFL heading into the last weekend of the regular season. Two storylines stand out in the AFC. One is a showdown between Buffalo and Miami, where the winner wins the division and gets at least one home playoff game. The other story is the possibility that this will be the last game that Bill Belichick coaches with New England. A meeting between Belichick and Robert Kraft is reportedly scheduled for Monday. Wilbon, which is the bigger deal? This is not close. The bigger deal is that meeting
0: between Kraft and Belichick, which is a 1,000 times bigger than some dopey game played in Miami where half the people aren't even paying attention. And it is, stop. Bill Belichick, the the greatest coach in the history of pro football and maybe of sports in America. Maybe you can make the argument if you wanted to. And Robert Kraft, who's not some dope throwing drinks on people. Robert Kraft has been an owner and a steward and you can think he's not perfect. You can think whatever you want to think of Robert Kraft. But he's been a great owner. He has been the guy who set all this up. You know. And so for Belichick, the notion that he'll be fired, I don't believe that. I'm paying more attention now than usual because it's Belichick. And it clearly, look, Tony, if Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan and company had a last dance, then Bill Belichick is going to have a last dance too. Everybody has a last dance. But I don't believe he's going to get fired Monday morning. Still, the specter of that meeting—don't don't don't tell me any game on Saturday or Sunday is the equivalent in importance to the modern history of the league as that meeting. It isn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to disagree with this. If Bill Belichick leaves, that is Titanic. He is the best. NFL coach of all time. He's won the most championships. He's been involved in the most championship games. He's done it all in New England and all in the last 23 years. So that story would dwarf everything else that happens. We are agreed on that. But if it doesn't happen and he stays, it's eh, It's on to Cincinnati or on to the draft or <laughs> on to whatever. <laughs> the what we don't know, what we don't know is this: if it's in Bill Belichick's mind to just quit after this game and not go to any meeting because nobody knows what he's going to do. Right. So my default position would be Buffalo-Miami in this sense, Mike. That will be settled law, as people like to say, because by the end of Sunday night, we're going to have a result on that. And, and that's sort of exciting. It, Buffalo may walk into that game. If Pittsburgh wins tomorrow and Jacksonville wins, Buffalo may walk into that game yeah. knowing that if they lose, yeah. they're out of the playoffs completely. So that's like going on a high wire, you know, with it a is. pool full of I, sharks.
0: I'm just going to say this. When I was a young sports writer, I used to get all crazed over one particular game. Uh, you know, an older an older gentleman named Anthony Kornheiser would say, kid, remember this. There's always another game. Another game. And there's going to be another one. Bill Belichick, ah. Let's move to college football, where Ohio State has a new quarterback. The Buckeyes landed former Kansas State star Will Howard through the portal to replace Kyle McCord, who went through the portal to Syracuse. Ohio State just lost to Michigan for the third straight season, and Ryan Day is getting heat. So, what kind of pressure now will Will Howard face at Ohio
1: State? So I don't want to cast any aspersions on Kansas State, but it is not Ohio State. No. Kansas State, for example, plays in Manhattan, Kansas. That's not Manhattan. Okay, that's Manhattan, Kansas. The spotlight in Ohio State is 100 times brighter. Okay, so that we're going to start with that. Then we're going to go to recent Ohio State quarterbacks like Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud, who are doing pretty well in the pros. That is pressure on a young man coming in. And then Kyle McCord walked away, ran away, with an 11-1 and record, and people thought that wasn't good enough. And I have not even mentioned, Mike, the stuff about Ryan Day, that if he loses one more time to Michigan, that could be it for them, for him. And all this, all this lands on Will Howard. We talk a lot about quarterbacks doing a great job after transferring. Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, Sam Hartman, Jaden Daniels. But every once in a while, Mike, there's a broken heart on Broadway, And if a kid had to leave to go to the relative anonymity of Syracuse football with an 11-1 record, that's a volatile place to be Is Columbus. Yeah, Tony. And, you know, the the one thing that may work in his favor, and I agree with everything you just outlined,
0: what may work in his favor is everybody's in the transfer portal. When you watch a game now, the announcer has to obligatorily say – And the junior transfer from Purdue, every kid they mention has transferred from somewhere. So he'll transfer. He's in his fifth or sixth year, fifth year, I guess. Last year. So, you know, Tony, I don't, yes, there's going to be pressure. When you are the quarterback at Ohio State, even though most of them haven't been any damn good when they've left Ohio State, you're still under pressure when you're there. And particularly this year, as you mentioned, with Ryan Day and that whole Michigan thing going on and having lost three straight, there's going to be pressure on him. But I don't want to overstate it and go crazy. The transfer portal has changed everything and will continue to.
1: Justin Fields transferred into Ohio State. Joe Burrow transferred out of Ohio State. People move. The San Antonio Spurs lost last night to Milwaukee in a close game, 125-121. to Giannis Antetokounmpo... Had 44 points, 14 rebounds, and seven assists. That's good. But Victor Wembanyama held his own out there at times, even blocking an Antetokounmpo Kumpo shot. In 26 minutes, Wembanyama had 27 points, nine rebounds, and five blocks. And afterward, Wembanyama said the first word uttered by Greg Popovich after the game was, quote, promising. Wilbon, should Wembanyama and the Spurs feel encouraged by this latest loss?
0: You know, there's a phrase that nobody knows under 50 years old anymore. It's too bad. And the phrase is, consider the source. Now, if some dope said promising, you go, eh, there's no moral victories in this. I'm making a lot of money, and he just took it to us, and we lost. It's Greg Popovich. Consider the source of the the assessment. I'm not going to call it a compliment. Consider the source of the assessment. Greg Popovich says that, you take it for what it's worth, and it's worth a lot. Tony, that game was wondrous. The matchup was wondrous. And I started thinking back, and you remember this better than me, but I remember a couple of times watching a young Kareem go against established on-the-way-out Wilt. And I remember just my eyes. I couldn't get over it as a kid. And I watched that last night thinking, reminding me a little bit of that, a wondrous matchup of huge, skillful, athletic, great talents.
1: Yeah, we're going to probably disagree a little bit on this. And I'm not begrudging what you say about Popovich, who has earned that with all those rings. But the Spurs are 5-26. and So it's hard for me to to turn on that 5-26 and based on one game that was a loss. Milwaukee was playing on the road. Milwaukee had just lost again for the 87th time to Indiana. I don't, want, don't know what their mental framework was. But I did watch all the highlights this morning, and they were great. There was Wembanyama throwing it off the glass to himself and dunking, and Wembanyama going around his back and dunking, and Antetokounmpo acting like a runaway freight train and dunking. But, you know, Mike, highlights can make everybody and everything look great. Again, they're 5-26. and 26. Are they getting better? I hope so. They can't get much worse. Is he getting better? Yeah, sure he's getting he better. Is. But to he me, is. greatness is winning, you, you, you gotta but Tom, win. You gotta I, I you gotta.
0: It can't be like David Robinson win. joining Tim Duncan. We knew this was no. gonna stink for a while, and they gotta oh, take no, some baby is, steps.
1: This is Troy Aikman going to the Cowboys. Yes. is yes. Peyton Manning Peyton, going yes, to the Colts. Yes. You suffer. Yep. You suffer for a while, but I'm just saying the suffering will help. It greatness help. involves winning, to me. Let's take a break. Coming up after a Warriors meltdown last night, Jonathan Kaminga has reportedly had it with Steve Ugh. Kerr. Ugh. Really? Ugh. We'll ask <laughs> Brian Windhorse about that. Remember, by the way, Bob didn't say greatness. He said promising. There's a whole landscape out there
0: between those two I'm things. talking about Wembenyama. We'll I'm also him. ask him whether we can expect significant changes from the struggling Lakers, a theme we're going to hit about a mentioned times.
1: Yeah. You mentioned Will. Yes. He won 5-26. No, never. He was never
2: 5-26. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C dot Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person.
1: Let's get back into the NBA with our great friend ESPN senior NBA writer Brian Windhorst. I'm going to read this because it's pretty long. The Warriors, as you know, blew a big lead at home last night. It was capped off by Nikola Jokic, hitting really a remarkable three off the backboard at the buzzer. Jonathan Kaminga sat out the last 18 minutes, and the Athletic reports that Kaminga no longer believes Steve Kerr will allow him to reach his potential. What do you make of this? I make that he got some bad advice, whoever uh, allowed that to be
3: put out, because you can get away with that as a certain player. You can't get away with that as Jonathan Kaminga, and you can't get away with that against a Hall of Fame coach like Steve Kerr. The Warriors are obviously having some problems. I am not kicking dirt on them. Uh, You could make the case that it is over, that all great things come to an end, that things, things always end badly, otherwise they wouldn't end, all those sayings. That may end up being true. But I'm not ready to end it, and I'm certainly not going to end it on the account of Jonathan Kaminga. I understand why he was frustrated because Aaron Gordon was running, uh, you know, a a layup line in the late stages of that game, and they could have used another big body out there. But, you know, a couple of days ago I had Clay Thompson telling a very poignant story about how Steve Kerr basically put his arm around him saying and gave him a pep talk because he's having, like, you know confidence issues at this point in his career and it's helping pull him out uh... maybe steve kerr didn't have the greatest tactical moments as they blew this lead last night. Steve Kerr still a hell of a coach. And um, Jonathan Kaminga is a role player. And I understand he wants to get paid at the end of this season. But this is not a lost year yet for the Warriors. Draymond is going to come back. They're going to get better defensively. They're going to still have a, a puncher's chance. Do I, am I putting money down on them to win the, 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 the West? No, because I'm forbidden by ESPN and I wouldn't also make that wager. <laughs> but I am not giving up on the Warriors, and really, if anybody does, I think it could be a mistake. Ah, you bring us to part two of the Warriors
0: and their drama, Brian, and that, of course, involves Draymond Green. Brian, is it going to be different when he comes back this time? From everything you're seeing and hearing, I know he hasn't even practiced yet, but do you expect it to be different for real this time
3: with Draymond Green? I think at least for the rest of this season, I don't know what's going to happen with the entire Warriors franchise when this year is over because Clay is a free agent, Steve Kerr is at the end of his contract, and Joe Lacob is tired of paying money, and he doesn't want to pay money for a play-in roster. But for this year to save it, I think Draymond understands. And here's the other thing. Tactically, they have struggled defensively since he's gone out. They are 24th in defense in these 11 games, and they're playing the Pistons tonight. You'd hope they could pick themselves up and take care of the Pistons team tonight, but they have not been the same defensively. And no matter what you want to say about Draymond, no matter what his decision-making has been, no matter what he's done on this team, he can help them get better on defense. And if he comes back and plays that role, they will improve. I don't know if they're going to improve into the third seed, but he, I think he's going to understand that, and I think we'll see him do that. Of course I could be wrong. But I'll tell you one thing. A guy who's got four rings with your franchise, whose, whose, whose number is going to hang on the rafters, they're going to give him every last opportunity to make this right. And he's going to have that opportunity, and I believe that at least for this year, he's going he's gonna to do his best. All right. The only drama equal to what's happening in Northern
0: California in the NBA is happening in Southern California with the Lakers. Brian, I don't believe they're good enough. I don't believe they're close to good enough to seriously contend in the West is a move or series of moves by Rob Palenka trying to
3: thread the needle again, mandatory. Michael, he doesn't want to. I'm going to tell you right now, Rob Palenka believes in this roster because he thinks that the way that you win in the NBA is you have excellent defense and your stars carry you. Now, would it be ideal if they also had some shooting because this team cannot shoot and they cannot score? <laughs> sure. That is a flaw in that roster. But Rob Palenka didn't just put this roster together willy-nilly. He, he believes in it, and, he's, he's, and the, the problem is he's got evidence. He saw what happened last spring. He saw what happened in this in-season tournament. Downplay the in-season tournament all you want. List your reasons. State your case. They were awesome in the in-season tournament, and they were particularly awesome defensively. They haven't been elite defensively. So what, what Darvin Ham has been doing has been trying to find a lineup that can get them back to playing defense because he, there isn't a lineup that they, can, they have that's going to play great offense. Maybe for one game or one week, they don't have it. So they're trying to get there. Will they get it done? I don't know. But here's the thing. They play 11, uh, 11 out of uh, 12 games in Los Angeles that goes to here towards the end of the month. They got to come through this stretch good. If they don't come, if they come through this stretch and they're another game or two under 500, I think the pressure goes on. Rob Palenka, he does not want to make another three-for-one trade like he did with Westbrook. That undercut their depth and ruined a team that could actually do some things. He doesn't want to do it again. He doesn't want to make a move like that for for, for Zach Levine or Dejounte Murray. But the Lakers have to have to get it done here in this stretch.
1: I'll get you out of here on this, and I'm going to ask you. To give a pretty quick answer, if you can, the young Oklahoma City Thunder, they're just one game out of first place in the West. They have 15 first-round picks over the next seven years. Do you expect them to take and trade any of that capital by the deadline in order to get a veteran?
3: I don't think that they will, even though they really could use a rebounder. The only way I think that they dip into that is if they think they can get a player who would be part of their core going years into the future. I don't think that they take a rental. I think Sam Presti okay. has been pretty clear on that, and Sam Presti's got discipline. So, but I will tell you this, they're way better than anybody thought they would be, including them. You're good.
1: Thank you, Brian, It's always. fun to Thanks watch. so Thanks, much. Have a great
3: weekend. Brian, appreciate it.
1: Let's take one last break. Still to come, we will find out if Wilbon is tough enough to pick the Bears over the Packers in Lambeau.
0: Let me spoil it. The Bears are going to kick the Packers' Yes. And did Shaq do enough in his four seasons with the Magic to merit having his jersey retired?
1: Well that does spoil it. Yeah, I just now, spoiled why it. Now why am I gonna ask you this question? Spoiled You've spoiled it. I just it. spoiled it. Beating the you,
4: Pack. You, Legal and administrative and customer support at Robert Half. We know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: Happy time, people! Happy 23rd birthday, Vaughn Grissom. Grissom is a middle infielder who has just traded from the Atlanta Braves to the Red Sox for seven time all star pitcher Chris Sale. Sale is obviously the headline here. He could take the Braves to the World Series, he's done it in Boston. He's 120 and 80 lifetime with the greatest strikeouts per nine innings ratio of all time, 11.1. But it's Grissom's birthday, so we shift to him. He has played only 64 games in the majors over two seasons. In 2022, he entered the bigs on a tear, batting 3.47 in his first 26 games. This past season, Grissom batted 280 in the 23 games he played, then hit 330 in AAA. And he's being talked about as the answer to the Red Sox problem at second base.
0: Tony, there's just a dearth of hot stove news. I mean, free agency, what? I mean, the Dodgers spent a billion dollars and then every there's like a news blackout in baseball. It's unbelievable. This is a Scott Boris controlled situation since he's got some of the top class. There's no baseball news. I don't like this.
1: Happy anniversary, Julius Irving. On this day, 41 years ago, Dr. J stole the ball from Laker Guard Michael Cooper. Broke to the basket with only Cooper near him. Uh, Before he went up for one of the most famous dunks uh, ever, Irving palmed the ball, moved his arm up and down, a move that Lakers uh, announcer Chick Hearn likened to rocking a baby to sleep. The Irving baby. then leaped up and tomahawked the ball into the hoop, sending Philadelphia fans into ecstasy on the way to a 122-120 win. Those Sixers were almost as big a rival to the Lakers as the Celtics were. They were. This was the era of Irving, Bird, and Magic. At this point, Michael Jordan was a couple of seasons out from joining the league and would ascend as Irving aged. Tony, that 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 is still one of my favorite dunks of all time,
0: Rock the Baby. By the way, Chick Hearn's voice we hear with Rock the Baby asleep Sleep. But what was, where was the Philadelphia announcer? What was that like? I don't even know, because Chick Hearn has become the public nature of that moment
1: happy trails to anyone wearing number 32 for the orlando magic ever again the magic are retiring their first jersey ever it will be shaquille o'neal's 32 Shaq was drafted by orlando in 1992 and took them to the nba finals in 1995 this is the third o'neal jersey to be retired the lakers retired his 34 the heat retired his 32 Shaq also wore 32 with Phoenix, 33 with Cleveland, 36 wow. with the Celtics. I'd completely forgotten he played with the Celtics. Shaq won four rings, three with the Lakers, one with the Heat. You know what's a tough Mount Rushmore, Mike? The what? Mount Rushmore of 32, Ooh. considering the number Ooh. was also worn by Jim Brown, Ooh. Sandy Koufax, Magic Johnson, three of Steve them. Carlton, Marcus Allen, wow. Julius Irving with the Nets, Bill Walton at UCLA. That's tough.
0: The first three are on the Mount Rushmore. Now, I'm going to have to wait a little while and let it marinate to figure out who the fourth is. Good for Shaq. Shaq and Penny, in in some ways, it's a shame they didn't stay together. They might have been a historic combination in the league. Penny getting hurt to change all that stuff.
1: We are running out of show when we go to the big finish. Rafael Nadal, your new fave. Yeah. Had three match points, but lost in Brisbane. Are you disappointed? No,
0: no, no, no. He's got to ramp up, as they say now. I'm looking forward to that, not disappointed at all. It's early. The Jags say Trevor Lawrence is still day to day with a shoulder injury. Are you concerned?
1: Yeah, they have to beat Tennessee in order to win the division. Connor Bedard is the youngest All-Star in NHL history. Is that deserved?
0: He's got 15 goals and many of them are wondrous, okay? Wondrous goals. But the, the Blackhawks are terrible. I guess everybody gets an All-Star. Yeah, I think he is, but I'm, I'm a Blackhawks guy. Giants. Picked up former side winner Robbie Ray in a trade with the Mariners. Is that significant?
1: We don't know. He's coming coming off Tommy John in the middle of the year. We don't know. Last one. You already picked the Bears over the Packers big. So give us a score, Hot Shot 27 17, Bears in Lambo. Take that. Here you go. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Cornhus. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, Knuckleheads. It's been like five years since we won
0: in Lambo. I'm really anxious. Just what's